thank you for tuning in to the latest installment of the Ropes and Gray Alumni Podcast. I'm Marco Zatelny, co-chair of our Strategic Transactions Practice Group, and I'm delighted to be joined by George Copsey, a friend and former colleague. I had the pleasure of working with George while he was at Ropes and have followed his career pretty closely since he joined Atlas Air back in 2010, where he was recently promoted to general counsel. George, congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for that kind intro. I think the pleasure of, of working together was mine though, Marco. <laughs> Let's start by talking about your career path. So how did you land at Atlas? Yeah, you know, I have one of those unusual resumes in today's day and age that I only have had two two jobs really, which is Ropes and Gray and then 13 years at Atlas, um, which is which is a long time at one one company. You know, I let, my story of how I landed at Atlas is not dissimilar from, I think, a lot of folks who land in-house. You know, I did five years at Ropes and Gray and loved the firm work I was doing. Uh, and Atlas was a client of the firms. And that's how I was introduced to Atlas. Not sure I had general counsel in mind right, right, at, that, right at that time, but at least it was the size of a company where I felt like, you know, there was room to move up the ladder. And I think sort of the stars aligned. I, I remember when the move happened, you were definitely taking advantage of your practice at Ropes and Gray, being a principally a public company securities lawyer. Um, but you were moving into a client that was very heavily regulated, being you know in the air travel industry. H how did you think your skills were going to transfer? I loved, like a lot of us did, you know, diving into the business of our clients. And look, you can have a fun career in, in, in anything. And I think to me, aviation was just like a fun plus. It was like, oh, cool. And I get to like learn and touch and feel airplanes. Like that sounds fun. I'm not sure I thought about it, you know, a heck of a lot more than that, right? I mean, having that broad public company experience, one of the nice things is it does allow you to have a really transferable set of skills that you can bring to all different industries. When you leave Ropes and Gray and you move in-house, you get to be more intimately involved in a business and get to have those experiences as a stakeholder in a company. Did you expect that? One of the things I really enjoyed at Ropes and Gray was having a lot of work with consistent clients and, you know, kind of feeling like you do build up that, you know, that the business trusted business advisor, the high level, you know, wanting to sort of increase that, like feeling like I was part of the team, you know, able to maybe, maybe spend a little bit more time on sort of learning the politics of an organization, um, you know, learning the business, you know, you quote unquote, want to get a, get a seat at the table. Um, but that's something you, you, you know, you, you earn over time at a, at a company, just like you do, you do at a law firm. So I think I liked those aspects of firm life was, was lucky enough to have those as part of my practice. And um, to me, that's kind of been one of the most enjoyable aspects of being an, an house lawyer. And there's, there's a lot there in terms of, you know, getting to know the people that you work with, getting to know the people in the business that you work with, and broadening the amount of time you can spend dedicating to just, you know, one business as, a, as, a, as opposed to, you know, a lot. I remember having conversations about all of the different things that you got to learn and even had to learn in order to thrive as an in-house lawyer. So then 12 years go by and then all of a sudden you go through a major take private transaction with Atlas. Right, which is back to what lawyers in in law firms do best. So, what was that experience like from the client side? 
to be on the other side of that, I found myself thinking more back to my ropes and gray days, you know, especially during the transactional diligence when you're, you know, you're dealing with the bankers of the world and going through sort of this 400 page Excel spreadsheet. And it's, it's just a stressful time when you're, when you're sort of going through an acquisition and, you know, you've got this long list of things to do. I think, you know, seeing it through the eyes of the, the, the in-house lawyer, it was fantastically interesting that like I, I could I could sense the emotions and, and think back to some of the deals I did when I was dealing with in-house lawyers and I could hear in their voice like some stress and you don't you don't quite understand that till you're on the other side. It was a great deal for our shareholders, a great deal for our for our board, and a great deal for our company. Um, so to be involved in like a successful go private like that, especially at a time when the credit markets were crunching a little bit, um, was you know really really a, a great experience. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'd, I'd say was fun on that was, you know, if you've been at a company for 13 years, you know, you tend to know the business pretty well. So it al- it really allows you to not only sort of like focus diligence, but um, like to do a lot of it yourself, as opposed to sort of like farming out the diligence to a lot of different like people within the company, you can sort of be the tip of the sphere and sort of manage it because you know the level of detail that's sort of appropriate that folks will want and then like dive in. But Having been here for been at Atlas for 13 years, it, it it was a nice opportunity to show your understanding of the business and have the legal team sort of show their understanding of the business to your new prospective owners too. Okay, so now now you're private. How have things changed as a private company, and maybe in particular since you've become GC? How do you compare it to being a public company? I think life is a series of incremental evolutions, and this is one. I don't view it as a sea change. Uh, There's a lot of things that are the same as when we were a public company, but there's a lot of things that are different too. From the board perspective, it's it's very different uh, working with a with a private equity board than than a public company board. But ironically, after 12 years, I think I am very well suited at this stage of my career to be the general counsel of, of a private company because I've always been a you know very much in the weeds lawyer that likes to be very much involved in the business, likes to be involved in all of the transactions. And, you know, that's what a private equity board is, you know, particularly interested in. They want to hear about that stuff. They want somebody in the room that is close to the business. So, you know, I think that that, that part is, has, has been fun for me. I really like that engagement. Do you have a typical day in the life? Like, is, is, is it different every day now? How much of your job typically would you say this is still George being a lawyer versus having to branch out into things beyond what? would typically be something you'd think about as, as a lawyer's job. I think it's pretty, pretty cool how the role of the lawyer has evolved at companies into something that's really beyond sort of a definable, you know, in one sentence uh, sort of role. You know, we, 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 we really do try to pitch in, you know, wherever the needs are of the day or the needs of the week or the needs of the month or the year. If I look at a year, I could say, okay, I spent that year sort of like with a key focus on, you know, maybe one or two or three or four sort of major initiatives. And then behind that is like, you know, the day is so mixed between handling the personnel sort of stuff, you know, making sure that the different groups across the company are collaborating really well. Like just like you do when you're like the lead M&A, you know, corporate lawyer on a deal, right? Like you can have 17 really smart people working in sort of different silos, but if you don't have somebody sort of quarterbacking all of that work, you know, and and have the broader perspective on what the objective of the deal or the business is, you can sort of end up doing a lot of work that isn't all that useful. So I really like that quarterbacking role 
And I find a lot of my time is sort of dedicated to that sort of, you know, quarterbacking skill that you really do learn is like, you know, a, a corporate generalist at, at a firm. And that translates really well to any sort of project that you're managing in-house, whether it's, you know, one of the big ones or, or, or one of the small ones. As an outside counsel, that quarterbacking role is key. When I think of my role in particular, the one thing that I rely on all the time is that I've got other people at the firm when I need to find answers to questions that I haven't dealt with before, just to get some perspective. How do you do that in-house, particularly when you're going outside of being a typical lawyer? Well, it takes a team. I think that's the key takeaway that everything that we do, you know, at Atlas and, you know, it works right. It, it, it takes a team to, to, to accomplish. Being at Atlas for 13 years, there's sort of these, this, you know, cadre of people that I've worked with for so long that sort of it's, there's a lot of people that I can sort of call. And in the, in the legal world, I mean, you, you, get to, you get to work with some of the best lawyers out there. And when you talk about the quarterbacking role, I think one of the key functions of a, of a general counsel, especially in working with the CEO or working with the board is like just dialing, dialing to the right level of detail that they need on a particular issue because the CEO's time is just so valuable in terms of the amount of things that, you know, they're being asked to do in this day and age, the amount of decisions that need to be, need to be made. I mean, like if you, if you can distill down something that, you know, might take an hour to something that takes 10 minutes um, because you, you know, you, you just put all the time in to, to make sure you're really organized and you really understand the issue and you can dial the level. Um, you can really just add a lot of value throughout the, the year in terms of just saving time to focus on other things. You, you've now experienced law firm life and for a long time have been on the other side receiving services from law firms. When you think about young associates coming up the ranks, what what do you think that they should know from the in-house perspective what what advice would you have for them as they uh as they grow as young lawyers for at least most people it's not like an expected path i mean there's exceptions on that but like for me the keys are sort of being you know really open and being engaged in whatever i'm doing and really present and you know also just being sort of grateful for the opportunities that we have as lawyers to be working on these you know really really large and interesting um transactions i mean it can, it can be it can be a lot of work obviously, but you know, it's, it's, it's pretty fun when you think about a lot of the things that you get to do right away as, as a young lawyer. And I think just taking in as much as you can is, is good. And obviously finding, you know, good, good mentors is really key, but from an in-house perspective, you know, I think feeling like comfortable picking up the phone and, and calling that's more valuable than, than anyone sort, sort, sort of realizes, especially when you're, when you're more junior, I don't care if it's a first year associate or like a partner or like, I just, I like to hear from our lawyers, right? Like, and I'm always happy to take a call and spend five minutes chatting with somebody. And I think when I was a junior lawyer, there was some intimidation there, like just in terms of like calling the client, like, oh my gosh, am I going to like interact with the client or talk to the client? Like, you know, we're, we're, we're just people. And most of the time we're in awe of you as like the in-house lawyers. So when you sort of flip that mindset, and, and, and just right away, feel comfortable doing that interaction. You also build up a bit of a rapport. That's great advice. We talked a little bit about mentors, George, and I know that um, being uh, at Atlas for 13 years, you, you've had a number of them um, of, of real importance to your career. Tell us a little bit about your experience with mentors and in particular at, at Atlas. There's been so many, but the, 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 the most key mentor uh, to really 
mention is, you know, Adam Kokus was our general counsel um, for 12 years um, before I took over, over the role, um, was just a, a key mentor in my life, but, you know, more than that, a true friend. And, you know, he was a valuable member of the Ropes and Gray community. You know, as the Ropes and Gray community knows, his unexpected passing at a way too early age, you know, re- really, really touched everyone at Atlas in a way that, you know, you, you don't, there's no real words to describe this, but I think, you know, in all, in all of the opportunities and good things that I've seen at Atlas Air, what, what happened to Adam um, touched me in a way that is not really describable, but does make me thankful and grateful for, for every single day. Cause he, he lived so lo- so, so, so well, touched so many lives and um, was just such an impact uh, and his passing um, was just so um, unfortunate, and he was just a wonderful mentor. So I, I just, I would, I would just recognize Adam for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I sticking to the advice column. So somebody's thinking about or considering a move in house. What, what, what would you say to them? I think being at one company gives me a certain perspective. Uh, because I've only known one, one, one company, but, you know, for me, um, what I can say, what I was looking for was, was a company that was sort of the right size for me. Right. I kind of wanted a a place where I could could go and felt like I could have an impact as a broad corporate generalist. Now, if I had went to, you know, a really, really big company, I think that would have sort of, sort of been a struggle for me. So you want to be comfortable with what the organization looks like and, you know, you want to be working with a great group of people. I've been very lucky to work with just a fantastic group of people. I tend to think that like what industry you work in matters a little bit less. And it's easy for me to say, cause airplanes are fun. And I've, I've enjoyed that aspect. I, I've talked to other, you know, so many other in-house lawyers and no, nobody ever says like, I don't like my job because of like the company. Maybe it's, it's, it's not liking the politics of the company. Maybe it's not liking the red tape. So I think being strategic in, you know, what size company, um, and, and, and trying to find out a little bit about the group of people um, are, are really, really important. And, you know, also what level you go in-house, it, it, it does matter. Because if you sort of look at my, my career, I've had a 13-year progression, right? Which is, you know, a lot, you, you, can, you can succeed in-house in all sort of different ways. But I sort of did it by starting at a relatively low rung in-house and sort of, you know, five or six levels of progression before you get to get, getting to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to think a little bit about, you know, what level are you entering a company in? You know, in most success stories, there's a little bit of luck and a little bit of seizing your opportunity. And, I, you know, I, I, many different things could have happened in, in, in my path. And if they had gone differently, I would have ended up in a completely different place. And, you know, you, it's hard to play that game in terms of what would have happened if I went through this door or that door. But I, the, the only takeaway that I have is that, you know, you, you do just try to seize the opportunities when, when they come along. And as you said, you know, you, you can't be certain. So at some point, if you, if you want to be in-house, you got to take that jump and you're taking a little bit of risk with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, final question for you. It's going to have you look back into the past. What, what do you miss most about Ropes and Gray? Well, there's so many things. Because I, I, I really do miss a lot of things about working at Ropes and Gray. I mean, I, I really love the culture of the firm. I mean, I, there, there were just so many great and interesting people that you that you got to know and you you got to interact with on a, on a on a daily basis and you're interacting with just so many smart people the level of just like 
you know, a academic rigor and intelligence at a firm that you get to work with every single day. You don't get that in-house. There's a certain amount of excitement too that just comes from walking into a big law firm that maybe you don't, you don't feel that when you're, when, when, you're, when you're there, but when you leave it, you do miss it. I miss the people. I miss, I miss the culture. You know, I, 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 I do miss like the academic sometimes nature behind the scenes of like really drilling into an issue with some of the smartest people on that issue um, and being able to get in, in, into depth in it. There was so, just so many great colleagues and sort of like the, 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 the personal like friendships and interactions that, that, that were built up too. I certainly miss all of that as well. One of the best things about my career is getting to work with people like you as your career grows and um, and we watch that uh, from out from the outside now that you're now that you're at Atlas. George, thanks for joining me today. It's always a treat to reconnect, and I know that our alumni community will appreciate the chance to hear about your experiences while at Atlas and at Ropes and Gray. So for all of our alumni out there, please visit the alumni website at alumni.ropesgray.com to stay up to date on our alumni and get the latest news about the firm and our lawyers. And thanks for listening. <laughs>